The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter. And Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, and he knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth. Yet when it is grown, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. When Jesus gave the Lord's Prayer to the church, he included the second petition, Thy kingdom come. Today, the gospel provides a couple of Jesus' parables which he compares to the coming kingdom of God. Both are worthy of sustained reflection, but today, let's look at the first one. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and he rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. And then comes a great harvest. When it comes to the kingdom of God, Jesus is saying there is a good amount of mystery to the church's growth and ongoing work. The mystery of holiness is important, particularly in a binary culture. It happens when we aren't looking. During the day, we are active and busy. At night, we rest. In terms of the church's mission, both are important. We work during the day. We witness, serve, tithe, love, and spread Christ's mercy. At night, we rest. We pray and we wait for the Lord to bless and guide his church. A great example of the mysterious growth of the church under surprising circumstances, comes in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas. They were going to a place of prayer when a slave girl who had a spirit of divination encountered them. She made a lot of money for her owners through fortune-telling, and so she was following them and mocking them along the way. Paul turns and casts the evil spirit out of her, her owners, greatly upset, caused an uproar, and it led to Paul and Silas being thrown in prison. About midnight, and in prison, the two apostles, 
found a time of rest imposed upon them. To the outward observer, this would not look like the right way for things to happen. Paul and Silas needed to be out, active, moving, preaching, actively working. Instead, they're praying at midnight and singing hymns, unable to do much else. An earthquake ensues, and the doors of the prison are opened, and all the bonds and chains came loose on all the prisoners. The jailer awakens. He sees the sight, knows he's in trouble, and prepares to end his life. But Paul stops the jailer, and then the jailer responds. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? This led to proclaiming the gospel and teaching the word of God. In a mysterious way, a time of rest and prayer provided opportunity for the kingdom of God to grow. The teachings of Jesus and his passion brought growth under unpredictable and unforeseen circumstances. In a more personal way, We can look at this dynamic in the life of an individual Christian. Roman Bishop Gregory the Great served from 590 to 604 AD. He wanted to live a life of quiet prayer as a Benedictine. But suddenly, he found he was being sent to be the high bishop of the church. When he went to Rome... He brought a few monks with him to stay and encourage him into that quiet life of prayer in the midst of all the activity. In his case, Gregory found great comfort in the quiet rest of prayer and night as the Lord did his miraculous work in the church. In Gregory's case, He was being moved to active work. His work in the church brought much good fruit. He is well known for sending Augustine of Canterbury to Kent, where thousands of Christians were born in a very short time. Augustine of Canterbury established the diocese at Canterbury, which has been a well-known place of Christianity throughout history. Here we witness active work and then the church's growth in her life of grace. In our lives today, we give some practical thought to how the kingdom of God grows in your life now. More to the point, how does this look in your journey with Christ? We all live in the midst of our own struggles. Maybe you struggle with particular vices. It's difficult to have the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard the heart and the mind when we struggle with our own failings. So often, we feel like our vices consume us and it is then difficult to be a Christian. Perhaps there's a struggle with faith and trusting in the reality of God's promises for you personally. 
Faith can sometimes be a difficult thing to embrace amid the competing voices of modern culture. Maybe you listen to the Lord's teachings on what a holy life looks like, from tithes to mercy to holy service, and you just cannot seem to get there. This parable about the scattered seed growing when we aren't watching and the mystery behind it is a little gem of Christ's wise teaching and his mercy for you in the midst of the challenges of faith. First, Jesus tells Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of God, And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Holy absolution is Christ's love in the midst of spiritual struggle and vice. Turning then to the Lord's table, we find a large bit of this mysterious growth in the Eucharistic life. If you hear in the scriptures what you want to become, there is something profound in the growth of Christians in faithfully receiving the Eucharist. Christians grow wise as they are forgiven and strengthened. We take our prayers, our holy desires, our concerns, and we receive Jesus. Our Lord has established his holy way of working in your life. It is the Lord's church, and all of you are his precious treasure. As we live and breathe in the Lord's garden, we see the Lord's good pleasure to bring good and holy movements into the world and into our lives. As you live and as you pray, It is the Lord who does his good and holy work in your lives to absolve, strengthen, and shape you in his time. Jesus is present among you now and ever shall be. He will bring goodness and divine love to your lives, giving you hope for today. And for tomorrow, as we pray, thy kingdom come. In the holy name of Jesus.